Good morning, all. Welcome to the Business Windup. My name is Zara, and today is our first episode of our case study with Spiros. I'm super excited. Welcome, Spiros. How's it going? It's going great. I'm super excited about this, too. Good. It's been good. a really I'm good day. Really glad that we are doing this. I think this is going to be really helpful for both of us and for you know anyone who's listening. So before we get started, um, we really want to take you through the process that I take my one-on-one clients when they're building their businesses. Uh, typically, my clients are photographers and we're building a photography studio and that's what we want to do here. So I'm going to have you go through and tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about where you are and why you're wanting to kind of take your business to the next level. I started shooting about 20 years ago as a hobby, like many people do. Uh, it was Photography was a thing that I found as a creative outlet. And when I started shooting, I started just shooting anything and everything, landscape, you know, whatever. But I didn't get into portraits till about 10 or 12 years later. When I started in portraits, I, I started with self-portraits for two reasons. Number one, I was the only person I had around to shoot. And number two, uh, I didn't know anything and I needed to practice and I needed to learn lighting. Uh, I had this lighting equipment that I had purchased that I had realized very quickly that I had no idea how to use. Like, it, you can't just slap a flash on a camera. So the thing that I came up with was this idea to take a self-portrait every day for an entire year. And that served two purposes. It, it educated me in my photography, and, and it was a bit of a self-exploration as well. So coming out of that, I knew I wanted to continue doing this kind of work, but I wanted to expand to shooting other people, not just myself. So still not having anybody really to work with, what I ended up doing was starting a small photography club in the city that I live in, just reaching out to some of the photographers that I know. And we started getting together, four or five of us, and practicing shooting each other uh, until we started finding friends and family who were interested in modeling. So then they started coming in uh, and we were all just learning together, which was amazing. And as we were doing this little camera club thing, I started moving into the direction that has become the kind of work that I love to do, which is um, fine art conceptual portraits. I also started going to photo shoot events where you just have a whole bunch of photographers and models that get together around a theme and you shoot on location someplace. And I grew and continued to build a network and have become the photographer that I am today through all of that. And I love shooting that kind of work, but the thing that I've never done is built a studio business. and and I. I shied away for that for a couple of reasons. I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, I've always felt that my kind of studio business might be a little bit harder to build. It's probably not true. It's probably just my brain getting in the way of myself doing the thing that I should be doing. But I did know that I didn't want to shoot straight portraiture, so to speak, regular families and things like that. No disrespect to that kind of work, not the kind of work that I wanted to do for my studio, for my business. Uh, so what I did is I set up a business educating photographers. I actually have a YouTube channel and I educate people through my videos and through courses that I sell. So I, I already have a business and I have an income from that. And the studio business now, this idea of building one is kind of something that I think is going to be both fun, um, but also a way for me to supplement the income that I'm making from my education business. Yep, absolutely. I think, um, you know, having read the questionnaire that you sent back to me, I think this is actually going to be a really cool, like, next step and an add-on to what you do. Um, and the cool part of it is that since you have a steady income, 
we can really concentrate on finding that ideal client, finding that perfect price point that's going to make this a fun expansion versus it feeling like this constant struggle of not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can take bigger risks with it because you do have a steady income, like your bills are paid. <laughs> yeah. In a way, I don't have anything to lose. Right, exactly. And I think that answers my questions of why you want to build a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, like, let's just go right into the first question I have, and I ask this of everyone, is where do you see yourself in five years? So in five years' time, who are you? Where are you? You know, Where are you living? What are you doing? Um, what kind of income do you have? Um, what kind of freedoms? You know, What are you doing? Who are you in five years? Uh, I struggle with these kinds of questions. So, like broadly speaking, in five years, I would like to—I'd like to see us entirely debt-free, and we're actually in a pretty good position for that already because the only debt we have is our mortgage and the home equity line that we used to um, redo the house when we bought it. And in five years, I'd like to see that studio business thriving. Uh, my picture of that business is probably like one or two clients a month. I'm kind of imagining this as a a low volume, higher end studio business. Uh, I don't want to chase the bottom in in any way uh, as far as like, you know, price goes or anything like that. So doing that kind of one one to two clients a month. Um, I also imagine uh, this is wrapped up because my YouTube is, is part of my sort of photography identity and business anyway. Um, I'd like to see a. I'd like to have a team of people working with me to help with my video production and managing my YouTube channel and all of the stuff that I'm currently doing, principally by myself. Also with help from my wife, though. Um, financially, I'd like to see fifty thousand dollars in the bank. That okay. would make me feel really good, and us having the kind of income that allows us to do the things we want to do, which is, you know, do some traveling and um, just enjoy life the way human beings are supposed to. Right. Instead of working all the time. Yeah, precisely. (laughs) Um, So if you don't mind me asking between the house, uh, the mortgage and your uh, equity line, how much money are we talking about paying off? Uh, That is a it's about seventy five thousand dollars between the mortgage and the home equity line. Perfect. I am so jealous of that. <laughs> that's that's less than my student loans. So <laughs> very, very jealous. Yeah. But it also puts you in a great position mm-hmm. and a very doable one where like you don't even need to like look into technically adding another six figures to what you make already. We can just do it with a couple of thousand, you know, a month in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's break that number down. Like okay. we would have um about so fifty thousand in the savings account in five years and the seventy five thousand that you have um in debt together is gonna be a hundred and twenty five if we round it to a hundred and thirty. Um that's all you need to make extra, right, mm-hmm. in the next five years. And right. this is on top of what you're already making to pay off, obviously, you know, your mortgage and car payments or whatever you have, living expenses. So $125,000, 130000 um, if we're doing one to two clients, is going to be like next to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, if we break that down into five years, so we take that 125000 and break it down into five years, that's $25,000 extra dollars a year. Okay. And then 
let's say two clients a month, we have 12 months, that's 24 clients. So you're looking at about $1,000 a client um, is your bottom you know, amount that you need to make to be mm -hmm. able to hit those numbers. Obviously, that doesn't include expenses and things like that that we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but I feel like that's a doable number. And I also think that that's really low for the type of work that you do. Yeah, actually, so, uh, <laughs> I was kind of thinking the same thing. <laughs> You're like, what is this girl telling me? <laughs> well, I know that's just like a that's just like raw numbers, but yeah, right. like, when you break it down like that, that makes it seem infinitely more doable too. Because I mean, a thousand dollars isn't even quote unquote like high end. Like I'm thinking exactly. in my brain. Right. For me, my average client is spending about twenty two hundred dollars with me, mm -hmm. and that, I mean that's just the average person that walks into my studio. <laughs> and so right. for someone who's providing the kind of service you are, where it is like really specific, really creative, you're building these custom sets for them, um, you know, paying $3,000 for something that is that caliber, it's probably still cheap. Mm -hmm. And so um, let, let's figure this out. So we're okay. going to say we need to make, I'm going to put you at, you know, 40 to 60 extra thousand from the studio business. Um, and on average, most photographers, most studios bring in about $36,000 a year. That's the average across the nation, at least the last time I looked up the statistics. Um, so I feel like it's fair, 45 to 60,000, uh, which also standalone would be its own kind of income. And I think for your area, like 60,000 a year is probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so I think that is a good number to reach towards. Yeah, I would agree. So now we have the annual kind of monetary goal set. So from there, we're going to break it down. And I want you to tell me a little bit more about the kinds of shoots that you are envisioning. So what are these shoots going to look like? And what are you going to do to create these images? Okay. Um there's there's two there's two kind of possibilities there based upon where we would decide to take this like which market i guess we would try to go after um one is uh shooting cosplayers which is something that i've been doing for several years now and i really enjoy doing um and so that sort of a, a setup would be a little bit different because um cosplayers usually are like they make the cosplay so they have like the normal things you might deal with in, in a shoot, like you were talking, you know, hair and makeup or something like that, that typically isn't a concern if I'm shooting a cosplayer because they're coming essentially ready to go, not necessarily in cosplay, but they do all of that stuff. Uh, so for something like that, I would, um, based upon the the job, the, the discussion that we'd have and the planning that we had done, uh, I may or may not be building some kind of a set piece uh, to go with it. Um, I may or may not be planning, you know, some kind of composite work for the photo shoot, again, based upon the parameters of the job. But basically, like once that's figured out, set piece or no, they come, you know, in cosplay. We have the shoots that we're trying to accomplish and we accomplish those. And then probably just like delivery of the digitals, because a lot of times the cosplayers are mostly looking for those for their own work, like to sell prints or things of that nature. Right. So this is going to be more of like a business to business model. Like from what it sounds like to me, what you're telling me, this is kind of how I interact with my commercial clients where, 
you know, we have a set budget, we have a set idea, we have a set storyline that we're creating for, and then we photograph and they get a product delivered to them and like our business is kind of done at that point. Right, right. That's 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 how I would picture that. Um, the other side would be um, potentially clients that aren't necessarily cosplayers or maybe a person who's like a hobbyist cosplayer, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, but a person who would be coming to me um, that wants to achieve that same high-end kind of work, but they have like kind of nothing where um, there would be set design, there would be maybe special effects from a special effects artist that I would bring in. There would be, you know, hair and makeup, all of these kinds of things to essentially help them achieve the vision that they want to achieve for the photo that they're trying to accomplish as a client. Um, so that that would have more overhead, I would imagine, because yes. I'd be hiring people. That also would probably be more open to um, prints and, and more more traditional sort of client studio transactions. Right. Uh, honestly, I, I probably would lean, uh, which one do you think would be the better one to target? Um, I would say initially starting out, I would look at the cosplayers because you have connections in that world. You already have portfolio images that you can use. Um, and I think that is going to be the market where you will have you know, business, word of mouth, repeat, um, versus someone who's looking for something specific, maybe for a birthday or an anniversary, or like when you're talking to me about like creating these conceptual things, I'm thinking more like, um, maybe, you know, a high school senior coming to you and wanting to do something like really cool with like, they play football or baseball or whatever, or, um, maybe they have like a family coming to you cause they have a concept of like, a really cool family photo where it's going to take a lot of compositing and just a lot of work to create that. Like, um, Dan McClanahan, um, who's in Iowa, he just did, uh, I mean, he does actually, there's a family he has every year they come in and they do these like crazy, like one year it was a food fight and it was like the coolest, it's the coolest family photo I've seen. It's like a Thanksgiving dinner and like, you know, the kids are throwing spaghetti, the dogs like catching a ball and the mom's like in a, mess dad's trying to carve the turkey so it's really cool but like that is like a whole day project yeah. just to shoot and then to have to edit and create so that's kind of what i have in my mind um i feel like that's gonna be a lot rarer and a lot harder to find right now than the cosplayers are mm -hmm. the cosplayers are there they already have a business especially if we're targeting cosplayers who are doing this professionally um they have a business and they have a need which is to have professional photos that they can sell they can use for promotional material they can use on their social media um, because that's how they're promoting themselves and that is their business. So like mm -hmm. now you're selling a business, a service that it needs versus when it's coming to a regular consumer, it's a want versus a need. Right. And a need is a lot easier to sell than a want. Mm -hmm. um, especially when it is something that is so like refined and so um, fine art categorized. Uh, people have to really truly value that and see the why they're spending that kind of money in order to come to you. So I think the cosplayers is going to be a good place to start. And then once that kind of gets going, we can always add on other niches such as, you know, really cool family photos or really cool business photos. Like, Hey, maybe a hairstylist is coming to you for like a cool conceptual image for their studio or their salon um, or even seniors, you know, mm -hmm. like 
that would be a cool market to get into. Um, I know Wisconsin is actually really big on high school senior photos. So yeah, yeah. Um, I live a stone's throw from John Hartman. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so now let's talk a little bit more about like what these shoots will look like. So for okay. targeting cosplayers, um, mm -hmm. tell me about like you mentioned like building a set and getting mm -hmm. hair and makeup and like you're shooting and editing, like walk me through the process of what it looks like and give me a time frame of how, how long it takes you to complete each phase of okay. this. Um, so everything of course starts with the client communication and figuring out the parameters of the shoot. And like I mentioned, sometimes that does involve like building a set piece or something like that. And sometimes it doesn't, um, if I am building a set piece, you could basically budget like that as a day of work that I would have to do um, in order to build it. Um, that's that's a good average for that. So okay. like one work day. And um, once I have that in place, uh, being as it's a cosplayer, like I mentioned, they're typically going to come, um, they're going to need some time to get into cosplay. So maybe an hour of prep time for them. But for that, generally, I don't need to bring anybody in because they're already ready to put themselves into that character. And then um, it's shooting, which is generally, you know, again, it, it, it'll vary a bit depending upon how many images, final images we're after. But probably like two hours, hours, two hours is average. Three hours is, is a longer shoot. An hour is like a, a shorter shoot. And, uh, and then it's going to be editing. And this also varies a bit depending upon um, the amount of composite sort of work that I have to do with the image. Uh, an average image with no compositing probably takes me 30 to 45 minutes to edit. If it's a composite heavy image, it could take me three or four hours to edit. So, you know, depending upon the number of images, I could maybe spend 20, 25 hours um, just, just doing the edits. And, and after that, if I'm delivering like just digital to the cosplayer, that's typically, you know, a Dropbox kind of thing or something like right. that where you, where you just send them the link and they can grab everything. So now tell me a little bit about like, if you have to build a set, mm -hmm. what is that going to cost you out of pocket? Right. Financially, what is it costing you? Um, it's going to cost... On average, probably like two to three hundred dollars uh, okay. to build a set piece. Okay, and then if you're having to pay for hair and makeup or bring someone in as like an assistant, mm -hmm. you'd say another hundred, two hundred bucks. Yeah, easily. probably cover it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm looking at these numbers now, mm -hmm. and between like the the time, so the hours that you would spend from initial client contact, planning the shoot, to building the set. To actually shooting to then editing and delivering these products it's going to be about a 30-hour process and that's probably a little bit on the lighter side mm -hmm. um saying you're only delivering you know four or five images and not you know 10. Right. Um, and also assuming that the edits are kind of on the average side and not super intense mm -hmm. and then you're also spending about 500 dollars to build the set and you know to get the assistant and all of that um, now in your case you're lucky your wife can probably help you with some of that stuff um, and it's not necessarily uh, money out of pocket but like 
you know, you would have to pay her, you know, compensate her for her time, right? Right. So it's always nice to consider those expenses in there. Um, now, my initial number for you was a thousand bucks per client, right, mm-hmm. to reach your goal. But at this point, if it's a thousand dollars that you're charging them, and we take that five hundred out, then you're left with five hundred, and you're still having to pay taxes. You're still going to have to pay your overhead, your electrical, your software, your gear, all of that. So you really end up with almost no money, mm-hmm. and it's also like sixteen dollars an hour is what you would be working for. <laughs> I might as well go get a job, right? You'd probably make more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and this is why I think like I really like breaking down these numbers because a lot of times with photographers, and I know you're a little different because you've been doing this for a while. But a lot of times with the people who are coming to me, they're like, oh, I'm j- charging $500 for the session. I'm giving them 20 images. They, c- they don't break those numbers down to mm-hmm. realize that like they are actually not making any money. And even though $500 or $1,000 seems like a lot, and it is for some people, it is a lot of money. Yeah. It's actually like when you break it down, it's not a livable wage. Right. And we need to make sure that not only are you making a livable wage, but you're also profiting from this because you're putting money into it Mm -hmm. Uh, so with that being said i hope that anyone who's listening to it can understand why i'm going to tell you what i'm going to tell you next (laughs) and is that i want that your per client average to be anywhere from three thousand to thirty five hundred dollars minimum we can go higher if you want to. It's totally up to you. But I think that the bottom line needs to be 3000 to 3500 per client um, to ensure that your costs are covered, to ensure that you're making the 60000 a year for the annual income from the studio, and to like not make you hate your life. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, it, it's funny because... Like just telling me that cold, I'd probably balk at that because I'd feel like it's too much to try to ask. Right. But after hearing the numbers broken down the way you've broken them down, it that like I'm I'm like yeah I'm on board. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. That makes perfect sense to me. Good, good. I'm glad because I I do get a little bit of resistance of like how can I charge that much and. Well, if you want to be profitable, you do. You have to right. charge that much. Um, so where where do you see – now, I know you mentioned that with the cosplayers, it's probably going to be more digital files, which is totally fine, and I encourage that. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see – do you only see them doing digitals? Do you see some of them potentially buying you know, a canvas or an, you know, a metal or something like that? Um, do you see doing any you know, like actual product sales with them or just digitals? Um, I'm imagining it's more than likely going to be just digitals because I'm, I'm imagining cosplayers who probably already actually have printing services they're working with because they're all often selling prints of their own work. And so they literally have prints of themselves lying around. Uh, but with all that being said, like I'm imagining with cosplayers, it's probably going to be mostly digitals because m- most of the cosplayers that I'm imagining w- would come to me as a client are going to be people who are selling prints of these photos. They already have printers lined up that they work with. They probably literally have prints of themselves lying around the house. Um, but with that being said, like I'm not opposed to having the ability to offer 
whatever prints, medals, canvases, even books, if if it's something that they're after. Uh, right. I just don't see that being a thing that they're probably going to look to me for. Okay. And that's perfectly fine. So I um, am going to have you sit down and break down um, your pricing into three packages. Um, okay. I think packages are going to be the best form for you. Um, we could do like a session fee and then a la carte, but because it's more of a business to business transaction here, the package breakdown is just going to be easier for everyone involved. So you're going to have three packages. Um, I typically do, you know, a slightly lower than your average package for the beginning one. Um, and then you're going to do the middle package is going to be where you're wanting to be and be on the higher end of your average. Um, and then your top one is kind of be kind of the obnoxiously priced one is what I like to call it. Uh, but what this package does, it, it it shows your client what the possibilities are. A lot of times people don't even know what their options are. So giving them something that's kind of like bare bones, like this is what you can get for X amount of dollars. And then you're giving them something that is going to be covering most of their needs um, and going to serve them well. And then your third package, which is going to be that obnoxious package, is going to be the, you know, the kitchen sink. Like what can they possibly think of or haven't thought of that is included in this package that's gonna you know take them to the next level um, and the reason why i have people put this package on there very few people are gonna buy it however it's gonna start that thinking process in your clients of okay these are the possibilities and you know what maybe next time that's what i need to do to level up my game um, it also makes your average package seem really reasonable <laughs> Mm -hmm. and makes your bottom package seem like the cheap choice. Right. Um, so it kind of pushes them into that middle package and you price lock them in there. Okay. Um, so I want you to sit down and think of what are things you would like to offer in each one of these packages. Mm -hmm. um, and then set your price points of wherever wherever you want, keeping in mind that you want your average to be about 3,500 or more. Like if you want to charge more, um, I feel like that is something that you can definitely do, especially because with these, you are pretty much giving away your print rights mm -hmm. and to an extent your copyright, because now you're telling them that they can use these images for marketing, for printing, right. for resale. Mm -hmm. um, and selling copyright is actually pretty expensive. Right. So um, there's definitely a lot of wiggle room or you can use it as the, you know, the, the upsell kind of thing. Like, hey, I'm giving you the copyright with this. So it's totally mm -hmm. up to you. And we can definitely have a bigger discussion on this if it's something that you, you okay. want to discuss. So, so based on that, just as a as a baseline to work with that middle package that would be like the $3500 package and then yep. like my my crazy package might be $6000 yep and the affordable package like $2800 25 yeah. 28 i would say 28 cuz yeah. it's right under that 3000 mark okay okay so i'll use those as my price points and then I'll have to, like you say, I'll figure out what the packages, what the packages will offer. Perfect. Um, and then we can, on our next call, we can kind of sit down and talk about what's included and really refine those packages okay. um, to make sure that they are going to be sellable. Um, 
any questions on kind of the pricing or how we're coming up with these numbers? No, I mean, you broke those numbers down fantastically. So it makes perfect sense. The only thing is, the only question is me figuring out what goes into those packages. Perfect. Um, and I would suggest like your building sets, mm -hmm. maybe only include that in your middle and top package, okay. or maybe in your middle package, you're going to have something that is like, oh, they get to pick from these three standard sets mm -hmm. that are already built. You're not having to go out. If they want a custom set, then they're going to have to go into that top package. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, like pull through items are always really nice. Like you're mm -hmm. getting more. <laughs> right. That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So now let's talk about, cause in our next call, we're going to talk about a marketing plan. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in order to have a good basis for a marketing plan, I really need you to know who, you know, your ideal client is and why we're targeting them. So who is the cosplayer that you're targeting? Cause I know they vary from like people who are literally doing it as a living, who have like millions of followers to people who could just kind of do it as a hobby. And they just like to go to a couple of local, you know, comic cons and things like that. Um, so who is your target cosplayer for this? I think my tar target cosplayer is somebody who's doing it professionally. Like it's their, it's their job. Um, it's the primary thing that they spend most of their time on. Um, going to those different conventions, doing appearances. Um, you know, they're probably going to be people who have pretty decent social media followings, although I, you know, those numbers are always all over the map. So I wouldn't use that, use that, those numbers as a benchmark per se. Um, but I, I'd like it to be somebody who um, treats this as their job. They like take it seriously. Um, uh, what I love about working with cosplayers is, you know, they're super excited about bringing the character alive um, and expressing that character in their own unique way. And um, them coming to me to help achieve that in an image is something that I want in them. You know, I want it to be more than just, um, oh, I need pictures of me in this cosplay because I need prints to sell. I want it to be... Um, taking those images to the next level you know maybe it's recreating a scene from the movie right whatever movie it might be or a comic book or you, you get the idea it's like um really expressive uh and passionate about the thing and i was just gonna say someone who's like super passionate yeah yeah and really into it versus someone who's just like yeah like this is a kill cosplay I put together. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, they, they, by going after that level of cosplayer, they're kind of, uh, that kind of like fits the whole profile because they are really passionate about it. You know, I mean, all of the ones that I've met, they're like in love with the characters that they're cosplaying and they've turned mm -hmm. that love into something that they're doing professionally. So that's exactly the kind of person I want to work with. Perfect. So that kind of helps us, you know, be able to target them more because these are going to be cosplayers and correct me if I'm wrong, that are going to be their big names. So people know them in the industry. They're people who are maybe getting asked to guest speak at conventions. There are people who are really running this as a business. So then your idea of like, oh, putting a book together. So maybe if, you know, the client books, three or four shoots with you, you can do like a bonus book for them. And that could mm -hmm. be something that we can incorporate into your marketing plan. Um, 
So now that we kind of know where, who you're marketing, and I do want you to go through, so this is the homework assignment for this part, is go through whether it's you know on Facebook or Google them or social media and find um, 10 to 20 or maybe 10 to 15 mm-hmm. cosplayers that would be kind of like the ideal fit for this. Um, because what we'll do is we'll take a look at them and see what the commonalities are to try to figure out who your client avatar is, who your ideal client is, so that when we build your marketing plan, we are building it specifically to target this ideal client. Um, and that way when you're, you're running Facebook ads or you're doing in-person marketing or Instagram or whatever, we can direct people in that direction mm-hmm. of those clients and get you in front of them versus kind of just, you know, putting it out into the world and hoping that one of them sees it. Right. Um, so with that, you've got two homework assignments before we meet next time. Um, first to figure out your packages and the services that we're providing. And then the second to figure out where we're going to find these cosplayers to target them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that, do you have any kind of questions or anything else I can kind of clarify or answer for you? No, not really. I mean, honestly, to me, everything was super clear. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm really glad. That's what we aim for. So here is your recap for the business wind-up case study. We talked about where Spiros is in his business and why he wants to build a studio business. We roughly identified the client base as well as the service and product that we want to provide. With having our numbers broken down of what we want to be making in five years, as well as what we need to make annually, it's gonna make it really easy to create that marketing plan. If you would like to join us and follow along in building your business, Go ahead and go to the link in our show notes that will get you to a free PDF download that goes over the questionnaire that I sent out to every single one of my clients to fill out prior to to our first call. Um, This will give you an idea of what your goals are, what you're wanting to do, and kind of get you started on starting to build a business plan. Once you filled out the questionnaire, your next steps are as follows. Set up your five-year monetary goal, break it down to an annual income, Break it down even further into how many clients you would like to work with on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis. And from there, figure out what your average uh, cost for those clients should be. Figuring out the services and products that you would like to provide and then getting a general idea of who your target market is going to be. With that, thank you so much for joining us today. And we can't wait to see you next Monday when we talk about building the foundations for a marketing plan. All right, so with that, here is your recap for the business wind-up case study. We talked about where Spiros is in his business and why he wants to build a studio. We roughly identified the client base he's looking to target as well as the services and products he wants to provide. We broke (laughs) down... I was waiting for that. Like, they were so good for so long.